my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in today's first reading, we hear St. Paul cautioning the people of Galatia about the need for them to stand firm in their faith, to trust in the saving work of Jesus Christ on the cross, and not to believe in unnecessary external practices such as circumcision. Galatians 5, 1-6 When Christ freed us, he meant us to remain free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. It is I, Paul, who tell you this. If you allow yourselves to be circumcised, Christ will be of no benefit to you at all. With all solemnity, I repeat my warning. Everyone who accepts circumcision is obliged to keep the whole law. But if you do, but if you do look to the law to make you justified, then you have separated yourself from Christ and have fallen from grace. Christians are told by the Spirit to look to faith for those rewards that righteousness hopes for, since in Christ Jesus, whether you are circumcised or not, it makes no difference. What matters is faith that makes his power felt true love. Dear friends, the, according to Rousseau, this popular philosopher Rousseau, he says, man is born free and everywhere he is in chains. Man is born free and everywhere he is in chains. That is his opening sentence to his social contract, his philosophy, which summarizes the entire system of his philosophical thought. And this proves even still today. Indeed, man is born free, but everywhere he is in chains. St. Paul wants us to understand that indeed when Christ freed us, he meant us to be free. Why was St. Paul cautioning the people of Galatia about circumcision? Friends, he told them to stand firm because there were false doctrines and false teachings at the time that were contradicting the basic message and action of Christ on the cross. You know, on the cross, Christ said, it is finished. Jesus said, it is finished. It meant that, and it still means that, our salvation is completed in Christ Jesus. Friends, we have been saved through faith. We have been saved through our union with Christ Jesus. It's a past tense. We have been saved. Anyone who is in union with Christ is saved. Listen, we have been saved. Our salvation is, is in the past, is in the present, as in, in the, and it is in the future. We have been saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved or we shall be saved. So once we are in union with Christ Jesus, we have been saved. But these false doctrines were advocating the need for circumcision to be saved. They were more or less saying that circumcision, physical circumcision, was necessary and even sufficient for salvation. 
And in thinking that one has to be circumcised just like a Jew, that was part of their ceremonial laws, one has to be circumcised if you are not a Jew to become a Christian. You have to be circumcised to become a Christian. You have to be circumcised literally to be saved. St. Paul was cautioning them that it was not necessary. Circumcision was a Jewish act of the Old Testament to identify with God, so to speak. But in Christ Jesus, circumcision or not, or not being circumcised doesn't really matter. What matters is our faith being expressed in love in Christ Jesus. That is what St. Paul is telling us this morning, this morning. And we must be conscious about that. Sometimes we are tempted to think that external ceremonies and necessary external ceremonies can save us. Friends, our salvation is in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2 verse 10. Ephesians 2 verse 10 makes it very clear. It says, for example... God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. Let's go back to verse 9. He says, For it is by God's grace, Ephesians 2 verse 9, For it is by God's grace that you have been saved through faith. It's by the grace of God, through faith, in our faith in Jesus Christ. We have been saved. And he goes on to say, so that no one will boast. It is not the result of your own efforts, such as circumcision, so to speak, but God's gift, so that no one can boast about it. Friends, that is the point St. Paul wants us to understand. The freedom Jesus won for us on the cross is finished. He did it for us. And by virtue of our union with Christ, we have been justified in Christ. Our salvation is complete in Christ. Our salvation is not based on any external practices, so to speak. And that is why Jesus is even funny. Uh, Jesus is making a, Jesus uh, makes the Pharisee look funny in the gospel. We are told that Jesus had just finished speaking when the Pharisee invited him to dine at his house. He went in and sat down at the table. The Pharisee saw this and was surprised that he had not first washed before the meal. But the Lord said to him, O oh, you Pharisees, you clean the outside of the cup and plate, while inside yourselves you are filled with extortion and wickedness. Fools, did not he who made the outside make the inside too? Instead, give alms from what you have, and then indeed everything will be clean for you. You realize that the Pharisee was emphasizing on external, an external practice of washing of hands. But Jesus is confirming what St. Paul is saying, that in the Christian life, by our union of Christ Jesus, these external ceremonies do not matter. What matters is our belief in the heart and ensuring that we truly believe in the heart, in the saving work of Jesus Christ. Friends, we can also see that also in Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Romans 5, verse 1 and 2. Romans 5. 1 and 2. Now that we have been put right with God through faith, now that we have been put right with God through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You hear that? He has brought us by faith into this experience of God's grace in which we now live. 
So when we are united with Christ by virtue of our baptism, we now live in the grace of God and in union with Christ Jesus, we have been justified. And so he goes on. He has brought us by faith into this experience of God's grace in which we now live. So and so we boast of the hope we have of sharing God's glory. That is future salvation, so to speak. You know, I mentioned about three stages, so to speak. And in Romans 8 verse 1, St. Paul says, There is no condemnation now for those who live in union with Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit, which brings us life in union with Christ Jesus, has set me free from the law of sin and death. What the law could not do, such as the law of circumcision, because human nature was weak, God did through Jesus Christ. He condemned sin in human nature by sending his own son, who came with a nature like man's sinful nature, to do away with sin. God did this so that the righteous demands of the law might be fully satisfied in us who live according to the Spirit and not according to our human nature. Those who live as their human nature tells them to, to have their minds controlled by what human nature wants. But those who live as the Spirit directs them do so have their minds controlled by what the Spirit wants. And so he says to be controlled by human nature results in death. And to be controlled by the Spirit results in life and peace. And so a person becomes an enemy of God when he's controlled by his human nature. For he does not obey God's law, and in fact, he cannot obey it. Those who obey their human nature cannot please God. And remember in Hebrews 11 verse 6, what pleases God is faith. We are told, Hebrews 6, uh, 11 verse 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. Friends, by our union with Christ, by our faith, expressing our faith in Jesus, by submitting to him, by being baptized in union with him, we have been saved by faith and we have pleased the Lord. No need for any external law, any ex observance of any external ceremony such as circumcision. And so, so St. Paul is condemning those false teachers at the time who were trying to impose circumcision on the Gentiles who were embracing Christianity. St. Paul has no problem with those who were Jews and were going through circumcision as part of their traditional or whatever right. Fine. But that doesn't make you a Christian. That is, circumcision doesn't make you a, a Christian. And non-circumcision does not make you a non-Christian. It is of no effect. Circumcision or no circumcision in Christ Jesus has no effect. And so St. Paul was warning them not to build their faith, in that case falsely, on external practices, as we see in Jesus and the Pharisee in the Gospel. And so Jesus is cautioning us that what is important is that our inside should be clean and not our outside. Our inside should not be filled with extortion and wickedness. Meanwhile, we clean our outside. No. Jesus is saying that our inside should be clean. How can our inside be clean? Our inside can be clean by us meditating on the word of God. Jesus tells us in John 15 verse 3. He says, you have been made clean by the word I have spoken to you. In other words, the word of God has the ability to wash us. 
The word of God is water. That is the living water. It washes us. When we spend time meditating on the word of God, dwelling on the word of God, thinking through the word of God upside down, the word of God cleanses us. It purifies us internally. It is a spiritual cleansing. And that is what Jesus is calling us to observe in the gospel. Friends, that is what we are called to. And that is what he meant when he said, if the Son sets you free, Jesus declares that if the Son of God, that is Jesus Christ, his word sets us free, then we are free indeed. John 8, 32 to 34. Friends, it is only in Jesus Christ that we can be free. It's only in him we can be clean inside, meditating on his word, allowing his word to wash us. In Ephesians chapter 5, we are told about the washing of the, of, of, of the body of the bride of Christ with the word of God. So the word of God washes us. And in John 15, 3, Jesus says, you have been made clean by the words that I've spoken to you. So the word of God has the power to cleanse us. And Jesus is teaching us today that we should be more conscious about the cleansing effect, the interior cleansing effect of the word of God than observing external um, practices that do not relate to our salvation. That is the message Jesus is giving us today. And so let us be careful and let us watch out not to allow any false doctrine, any false teaching to dissuade us and to let us be shaken. In other words, let us stand firm. Friends, we must feed our faith. We must nourish our faith. We must build our faith. We must stand firm. Let us search the scriptures. Let us meditate on the scriptures. That is what the church teaches us and wants us to adopt as a habit. And that is why daily the word of God is proclaimed to us. And we have the opportunity day in and out to reflect on the word of God, to hear the word of God, to meditate on this word. Moses warned Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you must meditate on it day and night and be quick to do what it tells you so that you will succeed and prosper in life. Friends, many of us are, are, are enslaved. St. Paul talks about it. We are enslaved by false teachings, false ideas. Friends, St. Paul meant it when he says, or Jesus meant it, he says, stand firm therefore and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Some of us are enslaved to fear, to doubt, to confusion, to worry and all that. But friends, on the cross of Calvary, when Jesus said it is finished, he freed us from every curse, from every worry, from every fear, from every doubt, from every negative activity against us. Friends, we are free indeed. Whoever the Son of God sets free is free indeed. So let us appropriate our salvation to the full. Let us appropriate our freedom and walk in the liberty of the sons of God. For where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is liberty. And friends, we were set free so that we can worship God. We are set free so that we can relate with God authentically. And so let us seek to be clean inside, interior cleansing. That is what Jesus called us to do. And that we should meditate on the word of God. And the word of God is true. In the responsorial psalm, Jesus said, David says, Lord, let your love come upon me, the saving help of your promise. Do not take the word of truth from my mouth, for I trust in your decrees. Do you hear that? I shall always keep your law forever and ever. I shall walk in the path of freedom, for I seek your precepts. 
That is what we are called to do. He says, your commands have made, have been my delight. These I have loved. I will worship your commands and love them and ponder your statutes. That is about the word of God. Friends, this word of God in the gospel acclamation from Hebrews 4, 12, we are told this word of God is something alive and active. The word of God is living. Friends, let us know the word so that we will not be able, we will, we will not be dissuaded or persuaded or deceived by any contrary teaching so that we will not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Jesus has set us free. So let us stand firm. Let us stand firm in the freedom. Let us stand firm in the freedom of the children of God. Let us live in the freedom of the children of God. Friends, we were set free and we are set free and we will be set free. We are set free to worship and to serve the Lord. And St. Paul says, in Christ Jesus, whether you are circumcised or not, it makes no difference. What matters is faith. That makes his power felt through love. In other words, we must express our faith through love. Whatever we do as an expression of our faith should be done with love. Because without love, we will not profit anything. Without love, we will not profit anything. St. Paul makes it very clear even in 1 Corinthians 13. He can burn, he says, I can even burn myself and do whatever. But if I have no love... It is useless. And he says, I can even have faith to move mountains. But if I have no faith, if I have no love, it profits me nothing. And that makes the last part, Galatians 5, 6, very crucial. What matters is faith working through love. In other words, without love, faith is useless. Without love, faith is useless. Without love, faith is useless. Faith is impotent without love. Faith cannot be beneficial without love. But St. Paul reminds us that Christ's death is supposed to be of benefit to us. And this is only possible when we express our faith in Jesus Christ through love. And that is what Ephesians 2.10 will tell us that we're saved unto good works already prepared for us in Christ Jesus. May God open our eyes to understand his word. As David will tell us in Psalm 119 verse 18, may God open our minds and our hearts to understand his word daily. And may he help us to treasure his word in the name of Jesus Christ. May Mary, our mother, the spouse of the Holy Spirit, who allowed the word of God, who received the word of God and allowed the word to take flesh in her, may she pray for us. Mary, seat of wisdom, pray for us. Mary, spouse of the Holy Spirit, pray for us. Have a wonderful day. Remain blessed and may we express our faith through love always in the name of Jesus Christ. Stand firm. Stand firm in the Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. You are blessed forever. Have a wonderful day.